Welcome to the Lab Rats Podcast. You are now entering the maze. I am sore from I did uh, first, my first uh, running workout, like basically since before winter, because here in Indiana, um, it's it's hard to do much r- outdoor running. Well, in a CrossFit workout, I don't like to run because it's like you're doing a run and then you come back in the gym and it's slippery if it's wet out. So, oh, right. I haven't done like a, a workout with runs in it for months and months. I haven't run in general in, in a long time. So. I did Nancy yesterday oh, that's good and um, it has five 400 meters in it. So my cavies are, are burning today. Yeah. All that running. Dude, running, it, unless like you do it and you gradually build up to it, you can shock <clears throat> the system. Oh, yeah. So how often are you doing like real intense workouts like that? Um, It, it depends. I try to... I wear an Apple watch when I work out so I can kind of see what my heart rate is during the workout, which is nice to have. So there, I'd, I'd say about two to three days a week, I try to get my heart rate close to my maximum um, to a point where basically at the end of the workout, I am taking quite a while to recover. So I'm, you know, that's laying on the floor that is not moving for a few minutes. So about two to three days a week, I try to do to hit that high intensity. And obviously you don't want to do that every day. Like your body needs time to rest and recover, but, um, we'll get into the, to the evidence here later on. But I mean, we know now with all the research that has been done, that getting your heart rate very high and hitting that high intensity is there's actually tons of great benefits to it. Yeah, there's really benefits to all forms of exercise. Like we right. had mentioned in the CrossFit episode, low, moderate, high intensity. Like ideally, you're hitting all of these throughout the week. Like the intensity should vary, but you really do need to be hitting all of them in some way. Exactly. And I think, you know, pushing your physical limits, like we said, it's not it's not easy to do. And um, a lot of people are just don't know how to do it. So kind of in this episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of it and how to get there, especially if you're working alone, like what, what can you do in your head to push yourself to, to go harder to where you're at the point where you feel like you have nothing left, but then you keep going for another five minutes. Like it's not easy to do. Um, it takes, it takes a lot of mental strength to do that. People think it's like a physical thing. Like, Oh, they're just, they're just physically strong. They can, they can go harder and longer than other people. But really like fitness and exercise as as much of a of a physical activity that it is most of it is is mental yeah it's like, it's a mind game it is yeah so what what is pushing your physical limits um it's it's basically where where you're in a workout and you feel like you have absolutely nothing left like you feel like you can't take another step and then at that point you keep pushing yourself um, it's, it's pushing beyond what you, what you think your physical capabilities are. And I mean, people think that a little heavy breathing, being out of breath for a few minutes is enough. People think that's a workout and that, you know, they did their time for the day, but really, um, we need those two to three days a week of, of super high intensity. Like we know there's, there's both physical and mental benefits to this high intensity, but what, what would be considered I guess, high intensity, because that is different for everybody. Like some people, maybe somebody who is just getting into exercise and is overweight, their intensity is going to look at different than somebody who's a, a collegiate athlete. So how do you, 
Yeah. How do you determine what perceived or what actual intensity is in a workout? Yeah. So the studies that look at like high intensity workouts measure it by heart rate maximum or maximum heart rate. They also might look at your VO2 peak, which is basically the volume of oxygen that you're able to uptake or, you know, the rate of oxygen consumption during exercise. This is highly correlated with health, fitness, and longevity, but this varies by person. So typically they'll measure it as a percentage of your heart rate maximum. Your heart rate maximum is dependent on your age, your genes, your gender, stuff like that. But typically what's defined as high intensity is between 85 to 90% of your heart rate maximum. And that's, that's pretty high. So, I mean, a couple ways to figure out what your heart rate maximum is. There's a couple different formulas. I'll post a link in the show notes. I won't go through it here, but there's a couple formulas you can use to determine your maximum heart rate. And then in order to measure that in a workout, you could, you know, obviously measure your heart rate with a heart rate monitor, or you can use something called a perceived exertion scale. It's also called the Borg scale, and it's a, a measure of perceived exertion. And this is used in several studies. It's measured from one to 20. An easier scale is one to 10. And so here's what that might look like. A level one on that exertion scale is you're sitting down watching TV. Okay. A level three, you're comfortable, but you might be breathing a little harder. So maybe like you've gone on a walk, uh, you know, six, you can talk, but you're kind of out of breath. Uh, an eight is, you know, I can grunt in response to your questions and can only keep that pace for a short period of time. So you're struggling to talk. And then, you know, you get up to a nine, that's when you feel like you're going to die, you know, and then 10, you know, you're dead. I mean, you're not really yeah, dead, but people who, if you, if you have a whoop, um, it's a, it's a fitness tracker. They kind of do this thing where they use similar to the Borg scale. There's just one to 21. So it's very similar. Uh, and then by the end of the day, it will basically show you your, your daily perceived exertion and you get like a score, like maybe you hit, I don't know, 13 for the day. So it, you kind of know based and it, it knows your body. It's, it's very personalized tracker. So like it knows what 21 is for you. That's basically all out. Like you have absolutely nothing left. So then it tracks your perceived exertion throughout the day. So if you have like a, a, a high tech fitness tracker, like a whoop that kind of calculates this for you automatically, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's different ways to go about it. This is a very, a very rough way to see, where you think you are on the scale. Yeah. yeah. And it's different for everybody. So when we say 85 to 95% of your heart rate maximum, you should be in that level eight or nine range. And you should, you should get yourself there a, a couple times a week. So yeah, that 85 to 95% of your maximum heart rate. That's, that's what we're talking about. That's what pushing your physical limits is. It's, it's getting a, a, a crazy high heart rate for generally a shorter period of time, two to three times a week. Now, something this is not because I could go out and do, you know, 50, let's just take burpees. Everybody knows what a burpee is. Say I go out and do 50 burpees as fast as possible. Um, my heart rate is going to spike. But if I'm doing terrible form, if I'm just like flopping on the floor, uh, you know, I don't know how you have bad form on a burpee. But <laughs> if you have bad form, like that's not what we're talking about. You don't want to sacrifice form, especially if you're doing doing weights if you're doing like a crossfit type workout and you're doing maybe you're doing grace where that is 30 clean and jerks if you're getting through 15 of those and then your last 15 you are having terrible form and you're screwing up posture 
that's not what we're talking about. Like high intensity, you still need to keep good form. So it's not giving up form. It's not, again, like we said, it's not something you do every day. It's two to three days a week. And it's not for, it's really not for everybody. Now, most of the population, they should be doing this and they should be hitting that percentage. But there's, there's an exception. You know, there's people who are maybe chronically ill, who have certain conditions where that high of a heart rate could be could be deadly even. Um, maybe even older people, this is, the, the range shouldn't go that high. So if you are pushing 70, yeah. you probably shouldn't be getting your heart rate up to 95%. Right. Right. So there are different uh, medical conditions, different ages um, for people who probably shouldn't be hitting those ranges. But for the vast majority of the population, this is totally safe and totally beneficial and something we should be doing. Yeah. And we'll get into the benefits. But, you know, you had mentioned form. I think there's a couple areas that maybe tell you if you've pushed yourself too far, because I think a lot of people are maybe hesitant to go that far because they're worried, hey, I'm going to hurt myself. This sucks. Like I'm extremely mm-hmm. uncomfortable right now. Here's signs that maybe you've gone too far. Vomiting. And, you know, that could be due to a number of reasons. It could be due to when you last ate, what you ate, when you are working out and you experience nausea, it's the blood moving away from your stomach to your muscles. And so sometimes that can cause you to vomit if you're working very hard. I mean, it's not terrible you know once or twice but if you're doing that on a regular basis you're losing a lot of electrolytes which your body needs so it's not healthy to do that on a regular basis if you're blacking out that's that's also a clear sign you've gone too far you know blood rushing away from your head or oxygen deprivation um, also could be due to dehydration heat low blood sugar those are things you need to watch out for if you're blacking out you've gone too far um, you mentioned bad form so i think if your form starts to break down on these exercises especially if you're using weights that's probably a sign you've gone too far back it off a bit either you're using too heavy weights or you went too hard too fast and you need to take it back a bit because that's just going to lead to injury and that's not going to be good for anybody yeah i think i think in um using too much weight is usually the issue here people can do it but if your form is falling apart while your intensity is not where it should be then that's a sign that you should back down the weight so you can increase the intensity while still maintaining that good form yeah yeah exactly and then overtraining is a clear one like we said you don't want to be doing this six seven days a week if you don't have any time for rest and recovery that can lead to longer term injuries you know, your muscles won't actually grow because they never have time to repair and recover. So, you know, that's a sign that maybe you've gone too far if you're, if you're doing this all the time. And then the last one is something that not a lot of people encounter, but it is possible. It's called rhabdomyolysis. The short name for that is rhabdo. And it's where your muscles are so damaged that they literally start breaking down and like start dissolving and they release this protein called myoglobin into your bloodstream and this is bad this is bad news if this starts happening to you it can actually block urine production so when you pee it's like a brown liquid it can also lead to fluid buildup in your muscles and it can eventually lead to kidney failure and death so like people have died from this and one way that this can occur is with too much exercise i mean this can also occur with excessive alcohol or drug use infection hypo or hyperthermia car accidents 
like venom from like a snake or a spider bite. So a lot of ways that this can occur, but exercise is one way. And there are like endurance athletes who have pushed themselves so far to the point where they, they have rhabdo and that's extremely dangerous. So if you're, if you're peeing a brown liquid, you're in trouble. <laughs> but I will say that probably 99.9% of people are unable to push themselves to this point. That takes extreme mental strength and really and physical strength to be able to get yourself and keep going when your body is literally breaking down. So a lot of people probably won't encounter that, but it's something to just be aware of if you are doing intense workouts all the time. But if you're not experiencing these things, I think you can keep pushing yourself. Yeah. No, like, like I said earlier, people think if they're just, you know, breathing heavy or that they're struggling to, you know, keep running, keep doing another rep that it's like, okay, I'm at my limits, but we're probably gonna be talking about Goggins a little bit in this episode, just because he is an incredible, he's lived an incredible life and wrote this book called can't hurt me where he talks, I mean, in depth about all of this uh, kind of mental, physical strength and getting through these tough situations. So if you haven't read that book, highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. So he was talking, he talks about in this book that something called the 40% rule where when you think you're at your limits, you're only at 40% of what your body is physically capable of, which is just crazy to think about. Obviously, I mean, that's not really scientifically based, but it's it's this, this concept that even when you think you're at your physical limits, there's still so much more you can do. So as long as you're not experiencing these symptoms, you can keep pushing yourself. And that's and you can take your body a lot farther than you think you can. Right, right. And... Like I had mentioned earlier, there's a lot of benefits to pushing yourself physically into these high intense workouts. I mean, it's well researched that it improves cardiovascular health, uh, weight loss, increased metabolism, longevity, if it's done appropriately. Um, so that's pretty well researched. Um, but I think there's also huge benefits from doing really intense workouts from a mental perspective uh, as well. Yeah, I think honestly, most, most of the, the benefits you get from this are mental. I mean, when you're in a workout, no matter how long it is, like your body is telling you like, stop, stop, like stop doing this. I'm in pain. This isn't good for you. Like it's these things going on in your mind that you don't want to do this, but you have to tell your body, no, like, you know, it's good for your body, even though it's, it's, it is breaking your body down, but you know, afterwards it's going to build it back up and make it stronger. So telling your body, when every sense is screaming, stop, you're telling it no. And that plays out into so many situations in, in, in reality, like in life, like something as simple as people, you know, you're at the office and people bring cake in, like, that's not good for you. Tell your body no. And that can go into even more, you know, severe situations where you start to have, you know, self doubt, you start downing your abilities, and it becomes more of an emotional thing. And you play these mental games with yourself, but you tell yourself like, no, like there's so many things in reality where our body wants to do something and yeah. the benefits of telling it no are significant. Yeah. Yeah. I think it builds a, a mental toughness, you know, for life, like outside of physical things, even like life brings so many uncomfortable circumstances uh, that, that are outside of our control, but we're forced to live in them and we have to right. deal with it. So I think intense exercise builds this armored mind that allows you to attack those situations head on and kind of go into it <clears throat> with the right mindset. Yeah, definitely. You know, something else is with this 
you know, pushing yourself to your limits is that it really does prepare you for kind of like a worst case scenario situation. And this is one reason why kind of CrossFit was developed in the first place that you are ready to do anything. The movements in CrossFit mimic things in life. Um, really any movement you do in life, it CrossFit mimics that. So something happens, you're prepared for it. I mean, we kind of know now with like this whole coronavirus, like not everything's off the table. Like we're not going to live these soft, cushy lives forever. Like something could happen where we do right. have to, I mean, this is a situation where <laughs> to, to overcome it, we have to sit on our couch and watch Netflix, <laughs> but who knows what could happen next? Like the situation could be where you do need to have a physical, I mean, for this, you do need to have physically, you know, strong immune system. So, right. but there could be a, a worst case scenario situation. Maybe your house is burning and you have to go rescue your kids. But if you're, you know, obese and out of shape, you're not going to be able to do that. Like mm-hmm. that, that stuff's real. That stuff happens every day. Tragic things happen every day that you don't think can happen to you, but they could happen. Yeah. Um, I, I had a buddy of mine. This is kind of like a crazy story. Some of you might have seen this on the news, but this guy I went to school with, him and his wife were on a honeymoon, some tropical island somewhere, but they were, they were both just on a hike and the guy was looking into like, a, it was a dormant volcano and there was like a rope to like climb down into it. So he's, he, he got the rope, started to like climb down into the dormant volcano rope snapped and he oh. tumbled it was like 50 to 70 feet down into Are you the volcano kidding? and it was this like extremely steep ledge um and he was he was all banged up his wife was at the top and was like you know screaming down to him um he wasn't responding so she had to go down and he ended up cracking his skull holy crap man. um he was not significantly injured i mean he was obviously they had to get immediate medical attention mm-hmm. Um, but they were miles out from anybody. Nobody was in sight. Nobody could hear them. So both of them, like his wife helped him hike back. It was like a three mile hike. Um, you know, he just cracked his skull and they had to, you know, this is a worst case scenario situation where you're banged up, like you are in terrible condition and, you know, both the person injured and his wife had to both have physical and mental strength to, to get back. Wow. Like. That's not something you think. And they're both very fit people. Like they're not, you yeah. know, they were, Dude, that's they had crazy. that. Yeah. You never nuts. think something like that's going to happen to you. I know. It could. So like anything could happen. Like you have to be ready for it for both to help yourself and to potentially help other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes both a physical and, and mental right. endurance. I mean, I think when you're in a life or death situation like that, the mental fight for survival kind of takes over, but the more right. you can practice that, I think, in everyday life, the the better off you're going to be. Well, you're yeah. gonna you told that story. I was gonna bring up that time when we got lost in the woods when we were kids. Remember in Michigan? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it wasn't only that. That was hilarious. Survive, but dude, we got we got lost. Yeah, we were like hours. legitimately lost. And then there's like this like river we had to like cross and we get like got all wet from the river because like there's no way to get across without like getting our feet soaked. And this was like Michigan, middle of the winter. Yeah. Yeah. We finally found a, a road and then we got picked up. But yeah. Wow. That was funny. I forgot about that. But yeah, you never. I mean, you never know what what life is going to bring. So it kind of I think it, it prepares you mentally for overcoming other challenges in life. Um, it kind of puts you in that mindset of I'm not giving up no matter what. So Mm -hmm. it helps with, I think the power of perseverance, 
Yes, definitely. So what would you say a time is when you push yourself the hardest physically, whether that's in a workout or, or something else? Well, I probably don't remember it because I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, I mean, there's been a lot where you just want to curl up in a fetal position after the workout. <laughs> um wait did you actually black out in a workout no i haven't blacked out okay i've vomited a few times i've never blacked out i mean i've gotten to the point where it's like i lay it on the ground for 10 minutes afterwards right because you can't you physically can't do anything else yeah well i mean one of them was 14.5 you remember that one mm. I did, yes that so was awful 21 18 15 12 9 6 3 reps of thrusters and then uh, burpees Bar yeah, bar facing burpees. burpees. If you don't know what thrusters are, it's like you take the bar, kind of have it on your chest, you do a squat, and then you push up and then put the bar over your head. So you yeah. do 21 of those, 21 burpees, 18 thrusters, 18 burpees, 15, thr and so far down yeah, to three. Yeah, that is brutal. I mean, just go do 21 bar facing burpees alone and see how I see how out of breath you are, and then you'll have a feeling how challenging this workout yeah. is. And that was one where I, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have done 95 pounds. But yeah. everybody else was, and I let it influence me mm -hmm. like an idiot. And then I got like halfway into the round of 21, and I'm like, oh, crap. I'm sort of, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> yeah. But you can't like halfway through a workout, you can't switch weights. I know. Like, especially like with an open workout, like once you start it, you're, you're going to finish it. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. So that was one where it's just, I was on the ground for a while. What about you? Um, so I'd say the same workout was the, one of the hardest things I've done physically taking the correct approach to it. I, I did another workout taking the wrong approach as in I let my form break down and that was probably the most physical pain I've been in from a workout all for the wrong reasons, but it was the open workout 16.4. And for those of you who don't know what these are, so the CrossFit, you know, CrossFit company runs these they're called open workouts mean anybody across the globe can sign up for them and you do them in your crossfit gym it's like the annual like, crossfit competition yeah it's like a five-week thing anyone can join so yeah they do these five workouts annually and they get they get the last two are usually pretty tough so this was 2016 the fourth workout was 55 deadlifts 55 calorie row 55 wall balls and 55 handstand push-ups the deadlifts were at 225 um, and it was a 13 minute cap. So you're not finishing the whole thing. At least. Yeah. You know, people, Dude, like I feel like that first 55 deadlifts that, that destroyed me. So like deadlifts, like I'm a, a lighter guy. I'm like 116, 160 pounds. So I don't have a ton of weight to me and deadlifts are a very bad movement for me. I didn't have a weight belt. Um, I was in extreme pain going through these 55 deadlifts <laughs> and you got through them and all? then i went i got through yeah i got through the deadlifts got through the row and then i started on the wall balls and i legit could not walk for like three days because my back and hamstrings were in just excruciating pain like in a bad way because yeah. i i let my form fall i i shouldn't have done that weight like right. it was it was right. stupidity but i was so determined to, to keep going like i wasn't going to stop so the mindset was there but the uh the smarts weren't there right on that the, one. that's an important point i think those two have to line up you got to be physically smart um and then mentally push yourself like right don't mentally push yourself to the point where you're going to hurt yourself 
yeah. like we said. But yeah, dude, that that sounds brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you really, we're going to get into this with our recommendations. We're going to talk about kind of how, how do you get to the point where you're pushing yourself like this? One way to do that is to know why you're doing it. So we kind of wanted just to touch on that with our, our whys and why we do it. So like, what would you say drives you like in a workout to, to push yourself to those limits? I mean, initially, especially growing up in high school and college, I, I did it because I wanted to look good outside mm-hmm. of diving. I mean, I had to work out for diving, right? I really don't care about that as much anymore. It's kind of a byproduct of, of working out as opposed to the reason I do it. And now it's really because I want to feel good and mm-hmm. I feel best physically and mentally. Like I feel like I'm more mentally sharp when I'm exercising regularly. Yeah. I feel much better, noticeably better. And I do get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing how hard I can push myself and, and seeing where my potential is at, you know, basically proving to myself I'm stronger than I think I am. Right. And then I think the last one is I want to live a long time. You know, I, I joke around. I want to live until I'm 120. I believe that everybody along with myself is here for a purpose. And I think that the longer I'm alive, the healthier I am during that time, the longer I can be here to fulfill my purpose and hopefully make it a positive impact on other people. And yeah, um, that's, that's a big motivation for me as well. Uh, just other kind of side benefits is improved confidence. You know, when you push yourself through a workout, you're proud of yourself and improves your confidence. Mm-hmm. And then it's a great way to blow off steam. If I have like a really frustrating day at work, I can, I mean, I'm not an aggressive guy. I don't yell or anything like that but um, that's a way to kind of just let out some some rage (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what about you what what's your why i'd say it's somewhat similar with starting out like it was all about looks and i I personally don't think that's a wrong thing like a bad thing like i think it's okay to want to look good and and that to be a driving factor i think is is okay um society probably doesn't tell us that that's okay but i mean Mm -hmm. i think it's fine to to want to look good to that maybe that's your motivation and that's that's okay so that's how it started and that still is a factor you know i still want to be able to see my abs and um i still want that obviously so that that is partially a driving factor but it's more how i feel like i recently moved into a home so during that period there was about three weeks where i did not do a workout at all and that's the first time i took that big of a break in a long time and i felt just like complete garbage both physically and mentally like almost worse mentally than physically i don't know like it's hard to explain how i don't know you, there's just something about working out and and just the the release the, well there like is you said. there there is a factor of brain health in working out absolutely yeah, yeah. so i mean that was huge for me so then i started about two weeks ago, working out consistently again, and I, I feel so much better physically, so much better mentally. Um, so I don't want that to go away. Like, I don't want that good feeling to, to leave me. We're meant to, our bodies are meant to move. They're designed to move. That's why I want to keep doing it. Um, and obviously, like you said, confidence. So yeah, there are quite a few factors there, but just the mental and physical aspects of it are what keeps me doing it every day. Yeah. You, and you may not notice it until you do it consistently and then you stop. I think that's what you yeah. notice the biggest difference. Yes. Because it, it improves as you work out daily. So you may not notice a drastic difference, but mm-hmm. when you stop for a while, you definitely notice it. Yeah. And I think whenever I was not working out consistently, so this was 
late high school, early college, people would always be like, oh, I feel so good after a run. And I never comprehended that because it was like after a run, I felt like complete garbage. Like I just wanted to like sleep the rest of the day. And it's not until you work out for an extended period of time consistently, probably a few months, three, six months, where you realize like, wow, I, like I've been feeling like crap my whole life. Once you start working out, you realize how good your body actually feels and, and how good it's supposed to feel. Yeah. And then when you stop, you're like, oh, man, like I, I used to feel terrible all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the physical and even the mental benefits are pretty well known. But then there's the point of like, how do you get there? How do you push your physical limits? How do you do that mentally? Because like we said, it's really a mental game. And it take, I mean, it takes some work. So here are a few things that we've tried to do that we've picked up from other people. Um, you know, we're not perfect at this stuff, obviously. But these are some things that we do to help push our, our physical limits. The first one we just talked about, know your why. I think this is of most importance do some self-reflection, take the time to contemplate why you're doing this. I think if you can't answer the question of why you're doing this, it's going to be hard to push yourself in those moments where it absolutely sucks. So I think you have to understand really your drive for life and, and let that drive um, your mental strength in these situations. Yeah. And then a, a second way to do this is, is to have a goal. Like you We've talked about this, I think, in our, our previous fitness episode. Uh, you do have to have a very specific goal in a workout. So when I was doing Nancy uh, the other day, I I didn't really know overall what I wanted my total time to be, but I let my first round be kind of the my base time. So I did the first, I don't even know what my time was, but like say I did the first round like three minutes or four minutes. Then I, I, I time myself in all my workouts. So I, I click the first round and I know what that time is. So then that gives me that time right there gives me the motivation each round to hit that mark. Like I know exactly what I want to hit right. every round. If I had a no timer, I would just take my time. Like what's pushing me? Like what's driving me to get to that next round and to make that round faster than the previous round? Like there's no way of knowing. There's no way of, of having that drive without that time. Like saying like this was your last round. Like you can do this next round in the same amount of time. So Again, going back to CrossFit here, just because there's a lot of things that kind of correlate to all types of workout. But um, in CrossFit, the how it was originally like created was it was this online community where a workout was posted on CrossFit.com. And then everybody across the globe could post their time to that workout. So then you saw all these people and you saw their times and you knew what goal you wanted to hit. It's like, okay, this person who is similar to my fitness level, did this workout in 12 minutes. Like I want to go do the workout in 11 minutes and 50 seconds. Then, I mean, that drives you, especially with the accountability of everybody else seeing what your score is. Like you have to have those specific goals. Yeah. And look, I mean, not to say that you're going to reach that goal every time. I think you do have to, and I actually had this further down on the list, but I think you have to know that there are going to be times when you fail. Failure yeah. is going to happen. Failure is necessary for growth. But use that, identify what went wrong, and how to improve it next time. I think our response to failure is a lot of what shapes us. So in these situations, even when you set a goal for your workout and you fail, at least you set a goal and you strove for that goal. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, another one, and this is something I tell myself, is remember that your brain controls your body, not the other way around. So when your body is screaming at you, stop, 
this hurts, this is uncomfortable. Your body is, your brain is ultimately what determines whether or not your body continues. Yeah. This is a concept that is mentioned in David Goggin's book, Can't Hurt Me. He talks about when you're about to quit, when you feel like you've given it your all, your body is about to just stop, just go five more percent, five more percent and do that Mm -hmm. every day. And you'd be surprised how much further you can progress. Yeah, something I like to do in in a workout, say that includes like reps, I'll set a number and be like, okay, say like say I have to do twenty one push ups, um, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do ten here, ten push ups, boom, ten's done. After that tenth one, set a new goal. Okay, I'm gonna do six push ups here. I can I can do six. Like I just did ten, I can do six. Yep. Okay, next goal, I can do four push ups, like just four, and just keep setting that goal higher higher and higher with a smaller number like in terms of reps that works incredibly well right yeah that's what i do as well that really helps me get through longer sets yeah another way to push yourself to your physical limits is to look at what other people have done like we are all human we're all of the same species we look at other people often and think super athletic people and we think we can't reach what they do like we think they're this some kind of you know well and there are i mean like look at usain bolt I mean, there are, there are exceptions. Yes, for sure. But we look at people like the Navy SEALs, like obviously those people are insane um, and crazy fit, but we look at that as something that we can't achieve. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of us like who I I know for sure, there's tons of us who are physically capable of doing what they do. Yeah. It's a mental, it's a mental game. And David Goggins talks about that. He was, I don't know. He was like, he was like 300 300 pounds. pounds. Yeah. And he had to lose something insane like 100 or 150 pounds in like 60 days to be able to um just like apply to the seals and it's it's all mental for him it's not a physical thing it's it's pushing yourself mentally to to become something that you might not think you can be yeah so like look at what others have done and what they've accomplished and use that as inspiration to see i can do this like human beings are capable of more than than what we think And I mean, to go along with that, I think another important aspect is reflecting on what you've overcome, not just in physical fitness, but in life. You know, people have had so many trials in health, academics, maybe personal relationships, family life, career. Look at those things that in your life that you've encountered, that you overcome and use that as fuel. Like, hey, I survived that situation. I survived all this crap in my life. I can get through this workout. Yeah. I think that can be huge as well. Yeah, that that for sure is. Like even looking at past workouts can be helpful for that. Like if I'm doing a workout with like push-ups and pull-ups, maybe it's like something simple and I'm struggling. I can be like, I, I've done Murph like three times. Like that had 100 pull-ups and 200 push-ups and I did that. Like this is nothing. Right. So you can use previous workouts or you can, yeah, use previous life situations that you've undoubtedly been through a challenging situation. And if you've been through that, you can get through this, the last five minutes of this workout. Yeah. Yeah. Continually remind yourself of how strong you actually are. Yeah. And then I think another concept that Goggins introduced me to, I, we keep mentioning Goggins, but he's, he's inspired a lot of my mindset for, for working out and that's listening to the whisper. So I think we all have Mm -hmm. these two voices in our head, you know, one that's telling us take a break relax. You deserve it. You've worked hard enough. And then there's this other voice that says, no, you haven't. You can keep going. You can give more. You haven't done enough. You haven't given it everything you've got. There's still more left in the tank. 
that's the voice you need to listen to. And I think that can really be powerful when you're in those moments. And you do, you, you have this battle going on in your head, one saying, well, you know, you've, you've actually done a lot. And then there's that other voice saying, no, do it now. Yeah. You have more left to give. And I think listening to that voice can be important. And then continually remind yourself in these situations that it's good to be uncomfortable. I think none of us like to think that because it feels good to to sit down or to just relax. But in most situations in life, we benefit from being uncomfortable, fasting, exercise, avoiding that piece of cake. In a lot of situations, when you when you do something you don't want to do, it's good for you. Outside of your comfort zone, that's where growth happens. So remind yourself, this is good for me. Again, with the exception that you're not hurting yourself. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a really important one. Like when you look back in your life, you remember challenges, difficulties that you overcame and it pushes you to continue to grow in the future. Yeah, yeah. Th- did you ever watch the movie Split? Shamalama Lama Ding Dong movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James McAvoy. Um, so there's a, there's a scene at the very end of that movie that really stuck with me and reminds me a lot of of this concept and it's where like the james mcavoy's character the demon guy is trying to break through this jail cell thing to attack the the main girl in the movie and he looks at her and he like sees scars all over her i think she like cut herself but he sees like she's had a, a rough life and he says the broken are the more evolved hmm. and that always stuck with me you know there's so many people that have been through so much in life and it shows just how resilient humans are and i think you can apply that same concept physically you know exercise is literally tearing the muscle to become stronger and it works in the mind as well if you can mold your mind if you can you know put it through tough situations it's going to come come out stronger on the other side yeah and one thing that really helps me is developing a mantra so a phrase or a word that echoes in your mind when you want to quit it's it's an idea that you kind of meditate on that allows you to push yourself beyond what you thought you were capable of. So, I mean, what do you tell yourself when you want to quit? Because, we, I mean, something is ringing in your head that keeps you going. So what is that for you? <laughs> That's a good question. I can, I can go. Yeah, go ahead. So mine... <laughs> Again, this is very personal to the individual. Um, I mean, sometimes it can be motivational. Sometimes it can be, um, you know, self-deprecating. <laughs> I don't know if that's healthy. That's what mine is. Mine is like, stop being lazy. You you can give more. Don't be weak. Man up and, and do it. Get off the ground, you lazy piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, that's definitely not healthy for everybody. Like, don't, no, don't no, take I, that as advice. Um on what to do for yourself it's that's definitely can be a very dangerous place to be if you're not in a good mental state but i think there are people who it can work for them in a healthy way but definitely not for everybody no no absolutely not and i think that's you know with this is it has to be very personal and unique to you and it has to be something that that consistently keeps you going it has to be something that works for you so it, yeah that definitely because i've talked with katie about this and she's like that does not work for me yeah yeah where it works for me but <clears throat> I, for me, it's it's looking, it's telling myself like someone else like you has done this before. Hmm. 
like you can do it like physically somebody else exactly like you has gone through this um and has thrived through it like why can't you the only thing that's stopping you is your mind so when i think through that like i i know i'm physically capable of the only reason i couldn't do it is because i let myself quit and that that gets me through like knowing for a fact i can do this yeah um if i don't do it it's because basically i i gave up i, I quit i was lazy yeah so repeating that in my head is, is kind of what gets me through yeah so think of a time when you you got through something think of a time where you pushed through a, a workout or maybe just a life situation what what were you telling yourself in your head and play that yeah. back to your, yourself i think having having a mantra like that uh, super useful yeah couple uh couple bonus things here um we're gonna wrap it up here so if, if you're still listening by by now thanks for sticking around i know this is this has been a long one hopefully you guys have found something beneficial from this but a couple other kind of additional ways to challenge yourself mentally is one way that i, I like to do this fairly often is to do a challenging workout without any music mm-hmm. um I, I think I posted a workout called Chad a couple of weeks ago on our Instagram where it is 1000 box step ups with a weight vest on and stepping up and down to a box is extremely boring. A thousand is a ton of reps. So it takes a long time. Um, and doing that without music is it's, yeah. it's a mental game. Like that's it what is. it is. It's all mental and it's good for you to go through that. Yeah. Another one that I, um, I haven't done yet, but I want to do. So there's one where it's it's one hour and it's you just do burpees for an hour straight. <laughs> Nothing else. Um oh, and I, okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to try that now. Yeah. And I want to do that one without music, just one hour of burpees, and you just see how yeah. many you can get. And you go you go to a, a dark place sometimes <laughs> when but I think it's a good place to go because you really have to dig down to why am I doing this? And it's yeah. just you and your own mind. Yeah. No outside stimulation no outside motivation you know some people say goggins says music is cheating <laughs> i don't know if i can go that far but like i think it is a yeah he good, never listens to music when he does you know, stuff and he, he did like a pull a 24-hour pull-up challenge or something like that yeah and no music that's insane it's nuts but yeah i think it's a good every now and again just a nice little mental uh test yeah i like to do specifically on kind of important workouts. So there's Murph that we do every year. There's workouts that are built around 9-11. Um, workouts in memory of people that have given their lives. I really like to do it for those workouts. Yeah. So there's one about 9-11 this past year and thinking about that event while you're doing the workout and thinking about the suffering those people have gone through and just realizing like, I'm this is nothing. Like, look right. at what they've done. Like they've given their lives up. Like what I'm doing is nothing. Having no music just allows you to think through that process. Oh, yeah. Just reflect on those who, who sacrifice their lives. Yeah, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations physically, mentally is is good for you. It, it, it helps us overcome challenges and will continue to help us overcome more challenging situations in the future. Yeah. Yeah. When a Goggins quotes, be uncomfortable every day of your life. Yeah. So we I know we mentioned him a lot highly recommend his book. It's called Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. It's it's really influenced a lot of my thinking on on exercise and and what we're capable of. Again, he's a little extreme. Some people won't 
won't like him and he's he's pushed himself probably too far sometimes but just a really great book on on mindset and human potential yeah we'll link that up in the show notes yeah all right all right well uh thanks for listening everyone uh stay healthy Mine's not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you froze, but you just weren't moving or talking. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> um, um, but he talks about <laughs> what, what, what were you talking? I'm not sure where I was going with that. Uh, what were you just talking about? This is a concept that is taught in David's David Goggins' books. Jeez. Yeah, you and I have both been, I guess we've done many different, I mean, we did diving for a while and then we, I don't know where I'm going with this. And the healthier I, the healthier I am during that time, the long, jeez, I can't talk right now.